You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement and meditation teacher and student, writer, DJ and human being, trying to be here on earth and share the love. Today's episode is something I've been putting off sharing. I don't know why. I think it's because the subject is so contentious and it's something that is shifting every single day for me. Um, However, after almost 10 years of teaching yoga now and 20 years of practicing almost, goodness, um, I'm still absolutely at the beginning of my journey, I feel. It's one of those things that is a lifelong exploration, to me at least, and I realise maybe it's not that way for everybody, and that is okay. So because I get a lot of questions about my approach to yoga and so on, I thought I would share some ideas about that with you but also offer you some um, tips, I guess, about approaching your own practice because I feel there can be so much pressure around the yoga stuff, right? A lot of stuff. So I'm going in with the tea bags. That's not what I meant. I'm going in with tea, you know, sipping the tea. You know what I mean. Um, So feel free to fuel up and uh, join me on this. Spilling the tea, there we go. Um, join me on this unhinged journey you know me Um, and before we jump in I just wanted to say that I have made an exclusive package of autumn themed yoga videos for you if you want them Um, so if you're interested in deepening your practice and exploring yoga and movement and somatics and meditation and mindful rolling around on the floor (laughs) Um, I'm really, really selling this, aren't I? That wasn't the intention, but there we go. Um, yeah, if you feel like exploring, if you feel like this this episode resonates with you and you're interested in practicing with me, or maybe you've practiced with me before and you kind of uh, enjoy my style, dare I say it, and my approach to yoga, then maybe this is for you. You can head to my site, dion.space forward slash shop, where you can get the goods. And if that's not for you, you can always head to my YouTube channel where there's loads of other a bit older not as exclusive but you know older yoga videos which are still valid and available to anyone so I hope you enjoy either or and or both that didn't make sense but you know what I mean and I especially hope that you enjoy this episode I'd love to know what you think and I'd love to know your thoughts about this because you know this is a spicy meatball a vegan spicy whatever you know like whatever you eat yeah I need another thing than meatball and tea bags, don't I? Goodness. Okay, I'll work on that. But (laughs) I just want to say thank you so much for all your support with this podcast. Your messages mean the world. Like I can't. Like I'm standing and bowing, literally, and I'm making like strange noises. But truly, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this project. Thank you for just being you. Thank you for being you here on this planet because this planet needs you to be you and I love that you are here and I get to spend time with you here breathing the same air on this earth. So, and if you're listening from another planet, hi. Uh, You want to take us up? Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. And um, if you enjoy this episode, maybe review the show on iTunes. I don't know why my voice went high. It's because I'm nervous about asking for something. Isn't that weird? Working on it working on asking for things from people because you know you can either say yes or no and that's okay there's a lesson there take it or leave it (laughs) 
you can ask someone to do something for you and they can either choose to do it or not and that's okay either way is okay so if you feel like it maybe leave me a review if not no worries love you either way thank you so much for being here and listening to the show hope you enjoy it So my friends, this is a piece I wrote back in August 2016 and it spoke to me because as I reread it I realised not a lot had changed. I'm feeling a similar kind of way and still adamantly standing by this message so I really hope this offers you a bit of insight to my approach to yoga I guess. Um, obviously it's ever evolving and there are new insights and developments that are going on daily however I wanted to log this here because I feel that yoga is something that often encourages an opinion (laughs) like a lot of people have opinions about it and I think that is a good thing However, I am really a massive encourager of people holding opinions that feel true and right for them and their own bodies and their own experiences. So this piece is called Take This Personally. And yeah, I was inspired by the Monica song, Don't Take It Personal, but then that title didn't quite fit, but you get the gist. P.S. That's a great music video. I might insert that into the show notes. All right, (laughs) let's dive in. This morning... I made a pillow fort. I mean, it was for my yoga practice, at least that's the label I'm using now. Can you hear the quotation marks of my fingers? So I piled up the couch cushions, added any other soft furnishings until this pillow fort was ridiculously impending enough to simply, um, what's the technical term for this? Uh, Flop onto it. So here we are. Since my first yoga class in the year 2000, and if you want to hear more about that, I did make a whole episode about that called Storytime from the year 2000, which references a lot of fashion, uh, I was going to say faux pas, but I don't mean it. I stand by my choices, but (laughs) a little throwback moment. I will link that episode for you in the show notes if you're interested. So since my first yoga class in the year 2000, my relationship with yoga has been ever evolving. Even in the times I couldn't stand getting on the mat and so, well, just didn't. And look where that's got me, making pillow forts. And I love and appreciate that very much. It's all part of the journey. So as I flopped and rolled over said pillows, I wondered, what is it that keeps me coming back to this practice? I heard another yoga horror story this week. Someone was in a flow class and was really tired and needed to rest but the teacher told them not to take a break, barking that it simply wasn't a yin class and therefore one should make an effort, I'm making air quote signs again, meaning no child's pose or resting aloud. I mean, what? I'm so haunted and damaged and furious from hearing and experiencing so many of these forceful and rigid ideas about yoga about whether you're allowed to have a drink or a rest or a bathroom visit And at times, in truth, I'm reluctant to even call what I'm doing yoga because I don't want to be associated with this negative and limited idea about what yoga is or isn't and how you should look or behave because let's face it, my face don't fit. So I usually start my public yoga sessions by reminding people that it's their practice and make it very clear that I definitely endorse naps or breaks or whatever it is you need to do because life happens. 
I don't like to tell people what their yoga is because to me it's a really personal thing. I think it's wonderful to practice in a class or workshop setting as well as at home, rolling around over a pillow fort. I value both because they're different. Just like the practice itself, it's different every single day. It's different at different times of the day, different times of the year, different seasons, different seasons of our lives. I'm often asked about how to start a home practice and I'm ever frank about the difficulty I had in starting my own. It took me years to find and create it, often because of the pressures associated with how it should be. I resisted so long and got caught in the trap of overdoing it, overworking, which isn't really an excuse, I just thought it was. I had ideas in my head that a practice had to somehow emulate a public yoga class, a public yoga class that was very specific. You know the ones I'm talking about? I think you know what I'm talking about. And that they needed to include such and such a sequence or be so long, etc. But this isn't true. Your practice is your practice. It should reflect who you are. If you get that space from taking a long walk in the rain up the mountains, start there. If you're more prone to park life, begin with that. If staying home and dancing in the bathroom is more your mood, my people, begin there. If it's pausing to mindfully make a cup of tea, then do that. Perhaps it's laying on the sofa and that's a great start too. Some days my practice is laying on the floor with a makeshift eye pillow. Using a towel or a blanket works like magic. Other days taking a dynamic flow whilst watching The Bachelor is how I roll. P.S. this was 2016, so yeah. Sometimes it's breath work when I'm waiting to cross a road. Others it's seated or reclined meditation for a while because I'm just appreciating not moving for a bit. I might be experiencing social anxiety and escape to a public bathroom, standing wide in a toilet cubicle, arms in the air outstretched, making myself big and breathing so I can come back to myself and back into my body. Or my practice might be quietly writing my morning pages on a plane or a train in the midst of a panic attack, somehow holding it down via the flow of ink through my pen. There's room for it all. And I clearly love props, especially, air quotes, weird ones. But I don't always use them. I love gentle, restorative yoga, somatic movement, as well as dynamic, explorative flow and everything in between. I dig static as well as fluid depending on the day. Some days chanting works, others, most, I sing along to 90s R&B. Side note. I'm really into isolating hip movements whilst listening to Soka, whilst fantasising about Notting Hill Carnival this year, and Grenada Carnival next year, maybe Vinci Carnival too, I see you. And sometimes this movement is part of my practice too. I love to float in the sea equally as much as walking barefoot on poop-free grass. My point? I appreciate it all because it's my practice. And that means in order for it to be authentic and true to me, I have to listen deep to what I need. If it's been a hectic day and I'm cream-crackered, dinner from a trough in bed, then resting and or sleeping might be best. If I'm full of beans or anxious, movement helps me to find a focus for that energy. This is, of course, very general, but you get the gist. I'm a great believer in studying, and studying's a big part of my practice too. 
But I believe that only studying and just regurgitating and going through the motions is simply following directions. And I'm more interested in implementing those studies and testing and exploring those on myself. And I really encourage others to do the same. You are what's vital to a home practice. You know what you need. And if you don't, perhaps your practice is creating the conditions to listen for that. And sometimes that might include going to classes or reading about yoga asana or reading about meditation or mindfulness or any other topic that floats your boat. You know, I'm into energy and that can manifest in so many different ways. The topic of yoga is so vast, it's almost limitless, you know. It's like the asana part, the the physical movement part is just this tiny drop in a vast ocean. So let's remember that and offer ourselves some freedom to navigate that in the way that feels most authentic and true to ourselves. And also to honour our own bodies, honour our own physicality and emotional state and spiritual state and respect what it is that we need from a practice rather than do what we're being told to do for the sake of doing it because we should all be the same because that's a really archaic colonial idea and you know the idea of even group yoga classes comes from the British army for goodness sakes. The irony isn't missed on me, the fact that I hold community classes and workshops and retreats in group sessions as well as one-to-ones. But the irony isn't lost on me that this colonial idea of what yoga is is still very present. And hey, you know, I'm interested in decolonizing yoga, decolonizing the body, decolonizing everything, you know, let's get free (laughs) and let's explore and study for ourselves right? And we can help each other through that. So look for when you get the best strike of inspiration. So for me, that's while showering or dancing or fantasizing about food. I'm really trying not to make this too food focused. Um, Or first thing in the morning, before I get caught up in the to-dos, I know that I tend to like a little practice in the morning to get things moving. If I've got more time, then great, it will go there. But rather than feeling like, I've got to do a 90-minute practice in the morning in order to feel like I'm a good yogi. No, 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 no. There was a time when that was the case and also I was teaching a lot so it was sort of it was a different situation because it was also about the need for me to practice just as much as I was teaching which yeah that's a whole nother topic so any yoga teachers listening out there just a little side note for you in particular because if you're teaching and holding space for people with like a physical and asana class right try to make sure that you're getting a balanced practice especially so if you're teaching a lot of flow really recommend that you do a lot of restorative work you know because it's it's really tough on the body you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about you know this already I'm just reminding you I'm just reminding you all you know what I mean and hopefully you can learn from you know my journey of 20 (laughs) 20 years and still going and you know I'm still after 20 years very much at the beginning you know I see myself as at the beginning of this journey that I'm always going to be learning new things about you know like I just I can't be so arrogant to say this is my idea of yoga this is what I do and this is how it's always going to be because things change this is life and to me that's yoga that's the perfect example of what yoga is it's like being adaptable 
being real and making things accessible to work with the life that you're in. So I'm eventually getting to the point <laughs> and that is to trust your instincts Don't be afraid to question things, whether you're in a class or home environment, take care of what you need. So especially if you're in class, I really want to make a point of saying this. I talk about it all the time, but if you're in class and especially if someone is adjusting you manually, something I don't do anymore. I'm not so into physically adjusting people because I just the more I think about it, the more I contemplate whether this is like the kind of pros and cons you know what I mean I realize that sometimes people really enjoy being adjusted they really ask for it or they just enjoy that sense of touch and connection and being guided into like the the kind of area of a posture do you know what I mean but because my practice especially over the last six seven years has been vastly drifting away from that um more Iyengar approach like if if you um if you're aware of Iyengar yoga which is a style of yoga I was training in Iyengar yoga for a number of years whilst I lived in Norway because I was told that my style of yoga was not the style and blah 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 and I taught at an Iyengar yoga studio and blah 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 it's a long story maybe I'll talk about it another time if you're interested but there's tea honey seriously so um no shade to Iyengar because i studied a lot of different styles I really enjoyed Iyengar to a point not at the time when I was doing it in Norway <laughs> but there's probably other reasons for that of which I won't go into now where's my tea yeah just put some tea yeah there's a lot of tea there and rightfully so because that was a journey anyway let me not get off the point so yeah I, I was training in Iyengar yoga which is a process if any of you out there are Iyengar yoga teachers you understand you understand the eye-watering, painstaking process that is learning to teach Iyengar yoga and how you can spend three hours in a workshop learning to stand, standing against a wall. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore, intense, strict, being told off lots and lots and lots about alignment, la la la. So the more I move away from Iyengar, I mean, I still definitely am interested in alignment and anatomy and all of those things. However, I'm so not into the rules and it being one size fits all. I'm not saying Iyengar yoga is that. Okay, I've just opened up a can of worms. I'm just already feeling the amount of, <laughs> the amount of intense hate mail I'm going to get about this episode, but I don't care, whatever. Um, okay, let, let me say this. If you're in a public class and someone's adjusting you in a way that just does not feel good for your body, do not be afraid to say, hey, don't do that. Um, You are absolutely entitled to do that. And sometimes, I know it seems really obvious, right? But sometimes you're in environments and it can be really... um, I understand that it that some people can feel like, ah, I should just follow the rules because this is what you do. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not blaming people for that, but I'm just saying that, you know, yoga rooms can have this weird vibe in like, this is how we do things. You should just follow the lead and do this. I'm doing this. You should do this in this way. Look at how I'm doing it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying to you, know and trust your own body. Of course, that's a that's a lifetime thing. However, like you, you'll know or, or 
if something doesn't feel right to you, know you don't have to do that thing. Know that you can question someone. Know that you can tell someone no. Know that you can leave. You can walk out of a space. And I've been in some horrendous situations. I've been in situations, actually, even worse, I've heard so many reports from black women friends who've been in yoga classes. Okay, I don't want to scare anyone now, but fellow teachers in different parts of the world that have been in white spaces as black women that have experienced horrendous racism. And and I have too, like in Norway and other places as well, actually, in the yoga scene. Yes, the yoga scene. I know. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Is this becoming like too much tea? I don't know. Let me just take a sip. Mm. So yeah, darling, let me just not get too down this rabbit hole. But the point is, sometimes there can be movements where a lot of people are doing something without really questioning it. They're kind of following a leader or whatever. And especially if there's that guru mentality, no shade if that's your bag, but it ain't mine. I don't like being told what to do. And so if that resonates with you, know that you don't have to be in those spaces. You can leave, you can walk out, you can speak up for yourself. And if you're unsure what to do, because I have a number of yoga teachers who message me when they're in crisis mode and situations, and I mentor other yoga teachers, and like, never be afraid to reach out to someone to ask for support. And I'm here for you if that's the case, whether you're a teacher or not, and something's come up and you want to talk about it or you want to vent somewhere. So know that I am here for you. Um, So yeah, don't be afraid to question things. That was a really much more succinct way of saying this wasn't it? I should have just ended there rather than spill all the tea. But here we are. Uh, (laughs) Unhinged for a reason. Okay, next on the list is to experiment and have fun with objects. Doors and beds and poles and pebbles are your friends or not. You may be a prop type person or you might hate props. My partner used to be so anti-props, I can't even tell you. Every time I'd roll them out, they would just roll their eyes at me and I would be like, okay, don't use them, it's all good, you know, do you. And now it's like prop party, seriously. So, you know, that's just about how your practice changes and shifts. So don't be afraid to try things out. Remember that your practice doesn't have to look like anyone else's. So stay true to you. And whether you're in class or at home, listen to what you need and give yourself the gift of your own unique practice. So I'd love to know what's your relationship like with your practice these days? Do you feel happy with where it's at? Does it light you up? Does it feel supportive? Do you feel connected to it? I would love to hear. And also, I'm here for the tea as well. So if you've got some tea to spill about yoga shade. Oh, dear. This is going to be bad, isn't it? Um, No, it's all good because this is real talk. And I've always tried to be transparent from the start of my yoga journey, especially with teaching, because, you know, I'm really wary of power dynamics full stop in any kind of institutional organisation. And so with teaching and especially just my personality, I've always just struggled with that side of yoga teaching, you know, like I'm really just really into dismantling those barriers and just reminding everyone that, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm a teacher and I have a lot of experience teaching, but I'm also a student and I'm very much a student first and foremost. So I hope you feel me, babes. 
I'm also thinking if you wanted a bit more tea, no, if you wanted a bit more on um, my yoga journey with some specifics, I had a conversation a few years back with a brilliant friend who I met on the internet and her name is Kelly Sunrose. She's brilliant. I'll link you to her in the show notes. She has a podcast called Yoked and I was a guest on that podcast and we had a conversation about yoga land so if you're interested I will link that to you in the show notes I'll also link you to my YouTube channel because there's heaps and heaps of free yoga and movement and meditation videos for you I make them for you so if you're interested in that do head over to my show notes ifeelfreepodcast.com so I really hope that they're useful for you and also a reminder you know test out lots of different styles and teachers you know it's not a one-size-fits-all so I hope there's been something here that's useful do you and I'm rooting for you and cheering you on wherever you're at thank you for being here and thank you for listening